0: Network special, everybody. My name is Nathan. I'm here with my co-host. Colin. And we are a podcast that is all about the golden age of appointment television wherein you used to have to make sure that you were scheduled sitting in front of your TV to catch something live as it aired Mm -hmm. or you'd miss it um, because the TV station's you know, they weren't running on TiVos back then.
1: Yeah. They weren't like, you know? oh, we better uh, uh, stream everything for our precious viewers <laughs> yeah. or they'll yeah. lose their minds. Oh, I'm sorry. People are a little tougher Quibby. then. I'm sorry, Quibby. <laughs> Quibby <laughs> That was around for 15 minutes. <laughs> that's the one that that's one of the ones that the shows were like, are they like 12 minutes or something?
0: Yeah, 12, I think 14, like five, yeah.
1: five Five to ten minutes.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. We talk about TV specials, which are uh, kind of you know, still around, but they kind of feel different now because you just watch them when you want. But back then, you know, Sunday night, you'd settle in after a hard day's rest, and you'd watch a Sunday night movie. Yep, or maybe a Monday night movie or a Tuesday night movie. By the end of Nathan? this time Nathan. period, every night Nathan. had a special movie night. They would what? watch
1: it on whatever whatever night the. Uh, network showed it that you know yeah, what I was saying but you were gonna I felt I like saying. you were gonna say I felt like you were gonna say every one of the seven and I just cut into the no, quick there's here. only and besides there's only seven I would have gotten there in less than 10 we would seconds. probably be finishing it like right now like if you had kept going it would have gone till yeah now. if
0: I would have said the ne- and then the next Monday and then the next no. I, but I was gonna stop at Saturday. No, because
1: each one of those, you would have added some commentary around it and been like, Thursday, but didn't didn't want to do that because you could have been watching, you know. By the way, can uh, you. you Design women uh, or coach or whatever. Listeners
0: at home can't see this. Um, But um, except for our, um, all the people who are subscribed to our Rumble account.
1: (laughs) What? What is that?
0: Sorry, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think that's like David Crowder, the alt-right. Oh. Idiot. That's why I don't uh, know what it is. What I'm <laughs> Sorry, I'm sad anyway. that you do. Um, well, also, you can find us on Locals. Mm-hmm. Dave Rubin's Dave yep. great site. <laughs> okay, anyways, uh, you can find <laughs> us on
1: Frank Frank Talk. What is it called? <laughs> the Mike Lindell website. Oh, Frank oh, Frank know. Talk. Is that I think it's called? what it's called, or Frank TV <laughs> or something.
0: <laughs>
1: um, if you can't tell, I just can. You tell? I just got my teeth cleaned today. I uh, can't. Okay. I mean, they don't. Well, look, they look good, but I'm looking at it through a, uh, you know, a googular meat. So I can't tell. They don't look bad. How's that? Thank you. Are also, they're people they're can't they're tell there. that if they could see you, they could see your your pearly whites. They could also see that you have a damn Christmas tree behind you. And listeners, mm-hmm. rest assured, we Nathan and I are not on top of it enough to say. Oh, we f- we record a month ahead, so it's we're not recording this in December. We're well, recording you know, this very uh, listen, late in January. Listen, and he's got a full on Christmas I've tree behind some, him. I, I've got
0: I've got some I've got a, a wake up call for you, Colin. The war on Christmas is <laughs> year round. Okay, it's year round. This is not. Uh, this I is not a X-mas. cold war. This is like uh, you know, in your face, hot war. I prefer, I prefer okay, Xmas
1: so. or the holidays. Anyways, I, um, yeah, I had to get
0: my teeth cleaned today and I haven't gone to the dentist in like, I don't know, 15 years or something stupid. Right. Honestly. Yes. Did you go to the dentist when you were a kid?
1: Yes. I went to the dentist regularly. I like, I did. I don't know if my parents are going to hear this. They won't probably, but they, I, I didn't really go to the dentist a whole lot. If at all, I feel like when I was a little kid. I, went, I feel like you know, that's as much bad, as, isn't it? I went as yeah.
0: Well, that's why we. I decided to go because I didn't want the same fate to happen to my daughter. So I was like, we have to book our these things. She has gone more than we have gone, but yeah, my kids go um, and I go now. I had to since I hadn't gone, and I'm terrified of the dentist. They, I paid for uh, some laughing gas. Ooh, yeah.
1: Good stuff uh, for my cleaning. It was outstanding. I had some. uh You're talking nitrous, right? Nitrous yeah. oxide. Yeah. So I had never had yeah. that in my life until recently. Not during a dental thing, but during a small medical procedure I had to have. Um, and I that was so an when option. you got your forehead shortened. It was no. If you, see, if, you see, <laughs> if you could see if you could see me now, you would know that I do not have a small <laughs> forehead. Um, but. <laughs> No, it was a, during a vasectomy. But um, the nitrous Ooh. was fantastic. And I was so loopy that I said to the doctor that was Humble doing... Humble brag, by the way. I, I know, right? <laughs> um, I said to the the doctor that was doing the procedure, I said, this stuff is fantastic. Now I understand why people take this to parties and raves. And, and I think I <laughs> rambled on and on after that. But it was great. You know, I, like I've never... I've never done
0: drugs. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Uh, I, I've never been drunk. You know, I think I had a contact buzz uh, one time at a party, but like, I so I don't, I don't know what these things are supposed to feel like. So she was like, first of all, I get there and she's like, just getting ready to do a thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to do the get the gas right, and she was like, oh, are you doing that? And I was like, uh, yeah, I paid for it. <laughs> And she's like, oh, okay. So she goes and gets the thing and she puts it on my nose and she's like, just breathe. And she's like, do you feel anything? And I'm like, well, I don't know what to feel. Oh, you'll know when it kicks in. And she's like, it's hard to explain. And so then she's just doing it. Nothing's happening. And then she's like, hold on a second. And she goes and she looks at it. Then she like leaves and then comes back. She's like, oh, there was something going wrong with this. It wasn't kicking in. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm glad I'm like involved in this so then she turned it up and then like then it was like oh i can feel it you just i was like oh i'm feeling heavy yeah feeling, the funny that's thing it's is very that's
1: my, very similar to what my ex, like in my opinion what it feels like to me at least uh to be drunk like it's very similar to nitrous the okay. difference is when you stop the nitrous your head clears in like a minute or something and you go back to being just you know lucid and fine uh it clears really quickly but well, this, while you're while you're in it, that's that's kind of what being drunk with, is, to me. With this, I felt like, uh, like my body was
0: still reacting as if I was being punished and tortured. Like my hands were still sweating, I could still feel the pain. I did not. I could still I like know I you, was feeling the ang- anxiety. I was still feeling all of that, but I just didn't care.
1: I didn't know this was a thing for you. So what is what's the deal with the dent? Like why are you? If you because can even pinpoint it, it. like I'm terrif- terrified of snakes, and little, I can't really tell you why, I just am. Because it's little pointy instruments jamming
0: into sensitive parts that are really close to bone. But
1: do you have like a conscious thought? Like are you afraid they're gonna stab you or like No, it just hurts. I just don't like the feeling. It just hurts. So have like, you ever had thing? a tooth like have you ever had to have a cap or like a tooth ground I've had out a or something? I've had a cavity. No, okay, filled. I've had to have like a cracked tooth taken off, and they had no. to make a crown to put over it. And with that, they take this little like spinning grinder thing, and they have to grind your tooth. No, and you can no. smell burning when it's happening, and it's very no, unpleasant. That's, I, that's my I'm least going, favorite thing I've had at a dentist. Is the bur- it's like just the smell of the burning? I'm like, that's my body burning. No,
0: no, I, I'm I'm all gas from now on. All I'm gas. Like, no, way, I'm just paying. All yeah. gas. No breaks. I do. Not anymore. Not anymore.
1: What is that? Oh, okay.
0: Uh anyways, uh Rest in Peace Andrew Callahan. Not in peace. Hit the road. Andrew anyways, Callahan.
1: Um, <laughs> what is that? That's
0: good. <laughs> Hold on. No, never mind. All right. <laughs> oh, only the the closest listeners will understand. The, no, what
1: I'm you got to you got to tell
0: me now. What does that mean? Uh, he's the guy of these the host of a show called All Gas No Breaks. Oh. Um and All he right. got uh, uh, he, you know, he got um he just put a a, a documentary on HBO um, and all about the January 6th stuff and what led to it. And then he was accused by multiple people of being a creep. So
1: wow.
0: uh, now he's gone. I but anyways, um,
1: speaking of creeps, let's talk about the, yeah. the film we came here to talk about. Yeah. We came. We actually came here. I walked down into my uh, basement, but I didn't think that sounded as good. Like, let's talk about the film that I walked down in my basement to talk about. Yeah, yeah, that's how I always say it. Oh, okay. Then
0: say uh, that, but in, except in Florida, we don't have basements. You do not, sadly. You do not. Okay, so what are we talking about today? It's a a movie from nineteen ninety five. It aired on HBO on may
1: 20th how about that like i know a specific date for once um so the okay so let me just say one thing about the fact that this is on hbo really made me uh miss uh, a certain song i want to play for you so just listen to this just for a second That, don't you love that? Yeah, it's my ringtone. It's your what? That's my that's my ringtone on my iPhone. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Are you serious? I, I'm not lying. I don't. There's no. I'm not like that's not a funny joke, right? Is it? It's not. Is that a funny joke? I too? thought it was pretty but funny. it's true. No, I it's love true. that music. It's like war. It's one of those things that warps me back into like certain time in my life. It's and you picture it flying over the little uh, you know neighborhood but that, and. But is that playing?
0: On 1995 specials
1: Uh, Probably not because I think that's probably Like 80s but that's what it it just Knowing I was watching an HBO film Made me wish that I was hearing that first Um, But yeah And also
0: this is probably coming From like a DVD Or something whatever we found this version Of it we were watching yeah it it just just has The HBO pictures logo on the front Yeah, But yeah We we got ripped off 1995 May 20th The movie is called Indictment the McMartin trial Which is based on the true story of the McMartin Preschool Trial.
1: Mm -hmm. And do you know what the McMartin Preschool Trial is, Colin? Uh, I I, I knew, like, sort of before this, and then I did a whole bunch of reading and stuff after this. I know that it's something that you are extremely interested in, um, and and the larger, like, you know kind of panic that that happened throughout the 80s yeah. and part of the 90s too do like you th- the- do you think that you
0: um you said that you kind of knew about it and then when you saw this it all came to you. do you think that it was this one specifically or were you just like oh yeah i remember this a time period where all of this crazy stuff was happening and there were 50, you know, there were hundreds of preschools being like accused all the time. No,
1: I don't, I don't think I knew about it as like specifically a preschool thing, but I knew of like the, the the satanic panic and all of that stuff in a larger sense. And we did the We did the Geraldo Rivera uh, special about that too. So, and I I believe in that check my memory if I'm wrong. I believe they, they mentioned the McMartin trial a little bit in that. Um, Yeah. What was the, year on that. That was um, 85, I want to say. 86, 85, something like that. But, and, and um, then
0: this, this is, this happens in McMartin trial happens uh when uh, I'm looking now.
1: I mean, it starts like in um, the 84 and goes to about yeah, like 90.
0: Yeah, nineteen eight accusations were made in 1983. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so I think Nathan, I think I tell can tell Geraldo saying that.
1: Yeah, tell, I'm almost positive he mentions it, uh, yeah. but to, yeah, do do your you're the expert. So do like a kind of a overview of what this is. So, I mean, the easiest way to do it is to
0: like uh, just kind of summarize what's on the wiki. But um, back in the '80s, um, I'll just describe the trial and then. So it was a daycare. Sex abuse scandal, like a case uh, about this McMartin preschool in Manhattan Beach, California. Um, uh, A woman accused them of abusing their son, her son. And then, as a result, like the police, (laughs) these freaking idiots, (laughs) they sent a letter to all of the parents who ever went to this school and said, Hey, someone's accused holy uh, sh- holy crap like when
1: i read about this after <laughs> this know. letter is bonkers bonkers the, it has to be like the most the movie no it's not in the movie but it is yeah. on things yeah. that i read after it's got to be like the most horrendous uh um, so they approach the and that
0: just basically says like someone's accused a kid here, or someone's accused them of of abusing their kid uh please talk to your kid and see if they've seen anything see yeah
1: and it references all these different like uh acts of sexual like uh molestation and it it gives like all this detail it says doesn't it say in the letter who is accused yeah oh yeah It, it goes into like this crazy it's basically like here's a bunch of stuff to um you know, tell your guide your thinking what, what and happened. tell you uh, yeah. what you should uh, be afraid happened, and it's it's and crazy. Uh, I'll say this, and then I'll, I'll we can
0: get to this later. But and that's what basically is guided all of these accusations throughout the entire time period of this abuse scan, these abuse scandals, um, allegations. Anyway, so then the eventually the um, they bring in this. Like,
1: you know, ex quote unquote expert huge quote quote unquote bold quote unquote expert who gets all of these kids to
0: um, say that this stuff happened to them or that they knew it happened to other people. They arrest uh, um, all the people who run the preschool, um, and then seven years later, all the charges are dropped (laughs) after two after two trials. This is a seven-year-long trials trial, right? There's two, but seven years long in total, okay? And so, you so so this stuff so the accusation happens in 1983. All of this goes until 1990, and these people who are working in this preschool, like so, for seven years, like they are just under the thumb of tortured stuff they're, right so
1: they're they're per, you know pariahs and in their community their business gets their shut down it gets down. vandalized burnt down And this
0: and this this guy um he was in jail like one of the people accused the law lo- he was in jail the longest for five years without ever being charged with a crime right so uh
1: um, well, he was charged he wasn't uh i mean a tried. accused tried or committed yeah or, or, or
0: what would you say like um yeah. I, I, well, However, like, like basically, and had no he, bail never for that time. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, anyways. Oh, and by the way, it was all made up. None of it happened, and they were it totally innocent, right? So, so there's no chance that it was true. Like, like every claim that the kids make, the amount of evidence that would be like that would have to be, uh, like they claim that. Um, they killed animals There would have to be Like he, claimed he killed a horse At one point that, so, like, There would have to be a, a, Like horse carcasses everywhere And like they, they claimed that they fly them to
1: places yeah, Can we and, just Let me just talk about Some of the things that So the woman that started this Is a mother of a child That went to this preschool Yeah Uh, You know, it came to light at a later time that she was uh, had some serious mental illness. She was she had schizophrenia and I think, you know, some other things going on. Alcohol. She was like, yeah, a debilitating alcoholic where that that actually killed her sometime in the late 80s when this trial was this stuff was all still playing out. But some of the things that that came out of this were is they are. they're bonkers. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than they're bonkers. It's so the the main guy that is accused of all this, um, all the main people that are arrested and accused are part of the McMartin family, which that's who owns the the preschool. So this main guy, um, his name's Ray his na- Bucky. Yeah, his name is Ray Bucky. He um, played
0: by in the movies played by Elliot. Henry Thomas
1: from uh, yeah Elliot from E.T. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he does a nice job in this. But like they they claim that. Uh, they made claims that people saw him flying. Um, they made claims that like the kids were taken and taken to airports and put on planes and flown places or put in hot air balloons. (laughs) They made claims that, um, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember like some of the things that are are just insane. They, they claimed that there was all this like uh, illicit activity going on in, um, underground bunkers underneath like tunnels yeah, and stuff tunnels, that are d- yeah. in the ground underneath the preschool which that was disproven There, those don't even exist uh, um, just and there's more things like I'm, I'm forgetting a few of the things that are just well, crazy too like,
0: but like there's um, at one point during the trial or at least at one point I don't know in real life but in the show in the trial um, it happened in real life but I don't know if it happened in the trial or if it just happened but well, they show like a series of photographs to the kid. One of the accused accusers. Oh, this actually happened and, in real life. And the, I just don't know if it happened during the trial or if it was like part of the discovery. Or whatever. But anyways, he like shows a picture of Chuck Norris, and the kid's like, yeah, Chuck Norris was there too. I mean, the kid doesn't Uh, know who
1: Chuck Norris is, but he's shown these pictures and it's like, which of these people, yeah, were involved in this? And he points out a bunch of people. One of them was like the district attorney. One was Chuck Norris. This is an actual sentence from a description of this uh, whole stuff on Wikipedia. This sentence is, is amazing. There were claims of orgies at car washes and airports. And of children listen to this. And of children being flushed down toilets to secret rooms where they would be abused, then cleaned up and presented back to their parents. This okay and, and at no point <laughs> did any like prosecutor, a police nobody said like, Okay, let's let's uh hang on. Hang on. Let's think about what we're doing here because this person just said that children were being flushed down toilets to a secret lair where they're being abused and nobody put a stop to this. Like what the hell? Okay, so,
0: so, so here, so I, I've been reading a lot about this era, which, which, um, is called the, uh, is as a satanic panic was the mm-hmm. name for this era. And, um, satanic ritual abuse was a huge part of the, ether like (laughs) in the atmosphere at the time and so like cops were going to like conferences and learning how to you know uh see signs of uh, satanic ritual abuse or sra so i can just say that and um there were conferences being held by um these federal organizations who are getting money because of trials like this Uh, you know everyone was raising money about this kind of stuff and so like um there was just everyone was wrapped up in it when i was a kid like like i believed all kinds of weird stuff like i always thought stuff like this was going on all the time I believed you did it. i believed like when i was a kid i believed that if you went into the woods at night that the kkk was there <laughs> And They, they would probably you, are, actually. But. And they would make you drink a mixture of pee and blood. And if you did that, that was the unforgivable sin. What? <laughs> so told me that. Like, that's the kind of stuff that was going around, like, all the time.
1: Why? Yeah. Did, why, why? Why did you think because,
0: that? Well, because I went to church and people would come to our, you know, people would come to our church and say things like, oh, don't let your kids watch He-Man or the Smurfs are all demonic. You know, like... And so, like that's was in my head. Like I just was told, taught by these people, that this is what was going on. Um. So, so in the time period, so there was a time before all of this where children would be abused, but and they would tell some people, but people wouldn't believe them because it would be like, oh, your dad wouldn't do this, yeah, your mom wouldn't do this, your uncle wouldn't do this, or whatever, right? So th- there was a backlash to that. Um, there's a whole thing. Like like I read this. I've been reading this book about it. Like women start going to work and there's a backlash to that. And it's like, look what happens when you're, you leave your kids home alone with someone else. Everyone's getting abused. Like So there's all this like cultural stuff happening. It's leading all of this. So basically there becomes a new mantra of children believe children. And they never lie. And once that mantra happens, um, there's a good thinking there where it's like, believe victims, right? Mm-hmm. Except that um, if you're feeding children information,
1: then they are likely to repeat that information back to you. That's that's so like, one of the most insidious <laughs> things is like, I don't think the children yeah. are, are, they're not lying. In this case, they're literally being, I mean, I would say brainwashed. I'm sure there's more scientific ways, but they're being yeah false memories are being implanted in them by heavy, heavy, heavy uh, guidance and being led to say certain things and being uh, forced to, you know, answer things, the same questions over and over until it's like rewriting basically what their brain thinks actually happened. I listened to a podcast about um, some cases in.
0: I don't know if it was in Canada or California. I mean, they've so been they've been everywhere. So, but they um there was a couple of kids who went through all this and they got their dad thrown in jail and he was thrown in jail for like forever. And they eventually helped get him out and because they realized that that the stuff didn't happen, but they thought all the way up for a long time like that it actually happened to them until through counseling and all the stuff they realized and through other stories of people coming out and saying this never happened to me i was convinced that they realized that they had been brainwashed too and that this stuff didn't happen to them <laughs> yeah. and so like 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 think about the damage done to the kids i, I guarantee you there's a chance that some of these mcmartin kids today still potentially believe that I read it it, did happen to them
1: yeah I read that there's there's some of them that still claim that it happened and they're like this is not fair that these guys got off but and and yeah you get to a point where even if you maybe have an inkling that like maybe this didn't happen um you're so wrapped up in in this story that's been going on for so long I wonder if there's also a, a level just like it's terrifying to think about Having well, to come out and be embarrassed to like reverse course yeah. and be like, No, I don't think this actually happened. And
0: you have to feel like shame and you have, you're probably yeah. like the kid like the, the people in the podcast were like, uh, I felt like this was my fault. And the dad's like, No, it's not your fault. Don't have this guilt. Like, this was the people who lied about me or whatever. Yeah, but the whole science like the whole science the behind like the thing that's crazy about all of this is that <laughs> The funny thing is, is that this their stuff was happening, but the people who were actually doing it, um, were the parents and like the dad, which we find out in, um, which we find out. Well, we don't actually that that's a lie too, but but the the, the stuff the this stuff does happen, but it's primarily it's mostly like family members who are doing it.
1: Yeah, it's not and like some so like, huge conspiracy Cabal. that is just it, so like
0: all these people are getting away like with what if there is actual stuff happening we're missing it because we're diverting all of our attention to fake stuff. So let's talk about the actual movie itself like and James Woods yeah. who is a total horrible chud person right now. Way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's a total chud. <laughs> quote him, but quote he, Nathan on that.
0: <laughs> but he is he plays like a kind of a slimy lawyer who's like kind of just um you know represents the quote unquote dregs of society or whatever and he i don't know what this guy's like in real life that guy's name was danny davis i I didn't read much up on the actual lawyer but he um in this they play him as like just an opportunist and he doesn't care if they're innocent or not he's just trying to get fame
1: he doesn't care for a while i think he starts to care at a certain point eventually he does yeah because then he works for seven
0: years (laughs) yeah surely they didn't have you know this kind of money but um but yeah he he is he takes the case in the movie just basically to get fame because he knows it's gonna be a huge trial and at some point once he starts digging into all the evidence and everything it is just he can tell this is just a complete disaster and um what did you think about him in this like like i feel like i kind of feel like um this was a really good tv movie um you know acting job yeah i thought i actually did
1: i thought he did a nice job so much so that i didn't think about like throughout the movie how i uh, what yeah. i think about him as a person so i'm like that's good because yeah. i didn't i didn't think about that um and you remember you're like there was a time when these
0: there was a time where these people that you that today were kind of like ugh, like um that we hear about it like fr- like freaking kelsey grammar and like tim allen and stuff there was a time when these were just the people who were in our everyday lives because of yeah there was a time everything it it should be there There was
1: a time where we didn't have such easy access to like who they were or what they believed as actual people and so (laughs) um we didn't know to because i'm I'm willing to bet I think james woods has a reputation anyway as being kind of like an asshole uh outside I mean, of the outside probably. of any kind right. of like political or social beliefs or anything like that.
0: Does he d- does he though
1: for sure? I don't know. Yes. Yes, okay, I okay, I okay. do believe so. Um and so uh, I but I thought yeah, I thought he did a really nice job. I thought um um uh, Elliot did a really nice job. Henry Thomas did a nice Thomas, job. Yep. Um he plays him really kind of like
0: um just quiet very quiet like a lot of times when i w- i've watched a lot of uh movies where someone is portraying a person who is accused of satanic ritual abuse and stuff like that uh, which we'll do more of those for this show because there's tons of them and they're my favorite um <laughs> uh, but uh he he plays them just like all everyone else does which is they're just loners who get caught up in hysteria and they don't really quite understand what's going on and um and they're just like any of us they do they have weird things they do and those things get picked up on they're not actually weird it's just things that you you know that that yeah, seem like, weird if you're being accused like they of make this a stoke. big show of the
1: fact that he um lo- has looked at porn <laughs> right, and I'm right. like um <laughs> Every everybody has looked at porn <laughs> I mean I, I wanted to yeah I wanted to, oh, James Collins, Woods to turn you, up and just to well, what's, uh, I wanted James Woods to stand up and just turn to the crowd <laughs> and be like raise your hand if you've never seen porn in your life like to the whole court that would have been a great mo- moment and yeah. like nobody nobody raises their hand um, yeah of course but yeah like they, they definitely the whole thing where they trying to like twist that and the fact that you know, there's like these children's toys, like in the house that he was arrested in, where they were actually, they belonged to like his grandmother who owned a preschool. Um, <laughs> and like, just look, like naked dolls. Like, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the much more disturbing naked dolls are the ones that belong to the, the, Psychologist, not psychologist, not trained, not actually licensed, not actually really trained or educated in any discernible way. Let's talk about who her does all of. She's the one who. Her name is Key, Key McFarland, and she yep. does all of the interviewing of the children, and it's all recorded, and it's so, so upsetting. So you could watch some of these. Are the actual tapes uh, of the actual uh, interviews out there? I, i've
0: watched tapes of some version of the interviews but only in um i can't be sure if it's actually key mcfarland because i think a lot of people were all kind of backing on each other because yeah. you know key would go out and do conferences and so then other people would do it. but i've seen um these dolls the real dolls i've seen like footage of people like using them and there's and there's like a there's it's, like
1: it's a insane. a well um, kind of like a cliched thing that people will do as like jokes now or they'll say like oh show us on the doll where the you know the like if somebody's pissed off or hurt by somebody like i'm so mad at the mailman because he like threw my package on the ground and, you just, and somebody like would be, like, be like oh show me on the doll where the mailman hurt you or something like they <laughs> may have you know what i'm talking about like they make that yeah. kind of joke that's what this but comes from yeah th- it comes from her so i was watching it i'm like oh she's the one who invented the like uh pointed out on the doll and she does it with these These little—they look like little dolls, like little dolls. But then she strips them naked, and they are like anatomically like correct, I guess. Like they have Mm -hmm. genitalia, and she talks about them and shows it to the kids, and is like, "Oh, look at him and his big silly penis!" Like she says all this like weird. Uh, It's it's so disturbing, and she's just like leading these kids, leading them to like this one place. My question was like. Is her reputation, maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but like, is her reputation the actual person? Like, do people think like, oh, she's evil? Or do they think she thought she was doing the right thing and she just was misguided? Well, he says it. She's not No, like, he
0: says it in the thing.
1: In the trial, he says
0: She says something like to James Wood's character, like, do you think I'm She think she says something like that, like, do you think I'm bad or something or whatever? He says, no, I think you are, you really do care and you've just in a misguided
1: attempt to, you know, help you've gone wrong, you know, like, and, and he establishes in that line of questioning too, that she's not qualified to do any of this crap that she's doing. And she still works for, I looked this up, she still works for that company that like Children's Institute International, she still works for them. Yeah. So, well, it was she became the freaking director, yeah. Like, she's not like been shamed out of the uh, out of that area, uh, line of work or anything like that. It's crazy. So,
0: well, I don't know. I mean, I you don't hear about her, so I don't think um, she I don't think they are necessarily going down that route. That's what I'm looking right now to be to see, um what's funny is is she she ends up being in a relationship with a reporter who's like reporting on this huge reporting on the on the case but like uncritically like letting people like letting people interviewing the like accusers and not asking them any questions to you know where's the evidence or anything he's just and they're in a freaking relationship uh, so there's so many like elements of unethical
1: conduct happening here if you look Um, up her if you look up her actual education she um got a bachelor's degree in fine arts at denison university in ohio which is not far from where i am great school yeah um probably don't hang their hat on the fact that they educated her but they don't have her as a, on the alumni hall yeah, i she All i'm going to i'm actually going to look and see if it if she is but the other one of the other sentences that's telling and if you look up her like professional training is it says um in the time leading up to the McMartin preschool trial McFarland described herself as a psychotherapist but lacked any professional licenses yeah so she was just like a self-appointed she was as much a psychotherapist it seems like as like Dr. Dre is a uh, physician because he just calls himself doctor. <laughs> like that's, that's about <laughs> yeah, the connection yeah. in my opinion. Like she's, she comes out of this movie as like the villain of all villains in my opinion.
0: And uh, like, you know, I said this to you earlier, like I think that in the eighties, like in the, in, when we look back at the damage done and by the way, like the damage isn't done. like, it's still happening like look at qAnon and yeah, the pizza- satanic gate. pedophile rings like, that's what it's pizza still happening. this is what Pizzagate gate was <laughs> do you remember yes, it's like- yeah no it's still it's still happening like and th- this stuff is rem- is a remnant of that and and i'm sure and i know that satanic panic was a remnant of stuff before like the witch trials and all this stuff is like you know, all this stuff same, is always like, there, but, yeah. but like the 80s had a definite, there was like moment in time, like, um, you know, like she goes, she testifies before Congress that she believed there was an organized nationwide conspiracy of satanic groups doing this, meaning like the entire nation, there's a connection of people where... Where if these claims were true, I mean, like if some of these claims were true, there would be just baby dead babies like everywhere scattered across the state, the <laughs> land because the amount of like claims that are made like there's just never any evidence to back up any of it, and it's like <laughs> but i I think the damage done by all of that to the point where people today believe that it happened to them, and what's what's what what's interesting is. Like, it's not the abuse, because that happens. And it's not that there aren't, you know, people who are doing bad things in the name of religion. That happens. You know, and I mean, like, really bad, like, this kind of stuff. But, like, also, but it is that this conspiracy angle, that there are people who truly believe that there is a cabal of something and that's connected and that it happened to them. And the thing is, the reason why they believe it's a a connected cabal is because they, all of the memories are the same stuff. Like everything's the same. Yeah. But when you look back to where it all comes from, like these claims, like there was, there's a book called Michelle remembers, which came out Mm -hmm. in um, 1980 And it's about this girl who has repressed memories and this counselor um, pulls them out, you know, like gets her, counsels her out of them. And it's that she was abused over and over and over and over again.
1: Um, Satanic ritual abuse. And then he marries her, doesn't he? Uh, Yeah, he ends up marrying her. (laughs) I mean, come on. It's part of the counseling. Oh, okay. Um,
0: uh, Don't you care about her? And, And so, like, and again, her book was totally... Dis, you know discredited and everything and but the stuff that people say happened to them is the same stuff listed in this discredited book you know and so you can see a lot you could to draw these lines where there's like psychiatrists and counselors who read this book thought it was real and then they start eliciting repressed memories from their
1: clients because they're feeding that information and, and it rolls and but rolls I, and rolls. I, I wonder, it's insane. Uh, there are things in this one that I've not heard in other cases, and you'd have to uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like I've remembered a couple of the other things. So I said they were f- uh, flushed down toilets into underground bunkers. There were things about children said that they uh, saw this Ray guy f- uh, flying, but they also said they saw witches flying. Yeah. They said that they were taken to cemeteries and forced to dig up dead bodies. With a shovel, which I'm like, you, you, a little tiny like, kid An adult, a kid's an shovel. adult heard that a child was taken to a cemetery, given a hand shovel, and forced to dig up a body from six feet down in the ground. And they, You've never that seen did not kid raise at the a red beach. flag.
0: You've never seen a kid at the beach. They can freaking dig. It's sands a little you bit give them a sand different. Bucket. And also, no, I've I'm never saying, seen them dig six, six feet down. Like, but the, the stuff it, you're talking about, the stuff like, you're talking about, okay, so, uh, a lot of the these kinds of claims you don't like like this kind of stuff like yeah in other cases there's similar claims of um think people levitating and other things like that stuff that didn't happen but but those are um those aren't as common threaded as um the ones that are fed to them by the adults right so like the tunnels and the flushing the toilet that's all coming from the imagination of the kids for sure because like the the adults aren't feeding them that but the adults are feeding them stuff that they've heard in other cases and that's the stuff that is connected all throughout all of these allegations uh, throughout the world so that's my
1: question is like did like let's use one of those as an example um the uh, digging up dead bodies. Okay, did that come from so that that initial uh, mother who started all this? Her name's Judy. Uh, was it Judy Judy Johnson? Uh,
0: Something.
1: Yeah. Did did that? Just as an example, that claim about the digging up the bodies. Did that come from her?
0: No. Did it come it, from no, her son's imagination,
1: the- or did it come from yeah. the, uh, therapist, th- therapist, no, the therapist, fake therapist, therapist? So who?
0: No, no, no. The got kid got that out
1: of like where did no, these the, things originate?
0: No, no, no let me so the the initial thing is i'm, I'm not, i don't want to go into all the details of like the individual like things but the original allegations are just abuse right like your classic <laughs> classic style <laughs> yeah and the other stuff comes from the children's imagination that is like like obviously like key and her partner would not have said uh, did these people flush you down the toilet you know like obviously they wouldn't have because that would have discredited the whole thing right?
1: I don't know that I would put that past her based on the information I know like, about her but basically what she does
0: is she 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 films them for four hours or something she gets all of the, the pieces together right and she, when she gives the tapes to the prosecutors she has a notebook That says time codes of exactly where the um, allegations are. What she doesn't do conveniently is
1: give the time codes of where all the insane, bizarre allegations are. Right. So that way, when you're giving, say, go to 34 minutes and 20 seconds, and that's when the kid talks about being flushed down the toilet. Yeah, she just leaves that that stuff out because it makes her look crazy. Yeah.
0: The prosecutors are given 300 tapes. And they're all four hours long, and they have a case that they have to try in five days. So they're, they're not watching these whole tapes, right? But the guy who is watching the whole tapes is James Wood's character yeah. because he knows that there's something going on. And then they, that's when they find out all the really crazy stuff because none of that stuff comes up in trial until I think he
1: brings it up. And there's, there, there is a character in this movie that is one of the prosecuting attorneys that you see him gradually – Start to like no. question and, and go like, wait a but second. But is that a that real guy? I I think he was a real guy because um, I have to go back and, and see if I can find his name again. I think uh, that was a real person that like that quit the case. I think, um, but but you do at least see a little bit of that on the prosecution side, and then you see the uh, the movie jumps around a couple times. Uh, jumps it kind of Tarantino's around the timeline a little bit so there's a mm. there's a time where it jumps a few years forward and then it goes backward again and does that a few times and um and at different points in time you do see the the prosecuting team the larger prosecuting team not just the attorneys that are in the trial but like their bosses and all this starting to go like like what's going on here like what's happening with this evidence it's not strong it does it has holes in it like they start to, to kind of question it a lot more. But it's sort of... They're years and years down the, down the path at that point. When I... So, uh, I'm looking at the
0: wiki, and it says the impact of this movie... It's been cited as, like, a watershed in the shift of ideas about satanic ritual abuse, right? Okay. So, this is, like, in 1995, then... So that's like this one of the this is one of the moments in time where people are like, Wait a second. (laughs) Hold on a second. And like this is when people start shifting away from caring about this stuff. Now what's what's I was trying to think about my own timeline of like when my thoughts shifted on this, right? Because when I was a kid, I just believed all this stuff too, you know, just like anyone else did who would have been brought up in a really conservative church or who was just in the culture because like you didn't have to be a christian to believe that this stuff was happening and so i get to if i think about 1995 like i'm i didn't see this movie you know i wouldn't have known about i was a junior in high school but like the moment that i realized this all was crazy was like I don't know, like 10 years ago, like like not even like, like or, or like not like not even 15 years ago. Like I was I watched this movie Capturing the Freedmen's and saw this crazy case and then read up online about it. And I was like, oh, and then all of a sudden, like it hit me, like everything I ever thought about that time period was bullcrap. And I was have like, you oh ta- my have you ever
1: talked to people in your family? <laughs> like, have you ever talked to your parents or your sibling, uh, your brother or anything like that about, like, hey, what about all this nutso crap that we heard about all the time? Yeah. Like, I've always
0: talked about that stuff with my parents about, like, you know, they threw away some of my toys and stuff when I was a kid because they were told by someone that they were bad. And I've talked about it with them, but not really. Like, I, I think that was such a like non moment in their lives because it wasn't their toys, you know? <laughs> so like it was just like it wasn't their pogs there. that got tossed out <laughs> uh, um and that's maybe that's something i will bring up but i've my brother surely we've talked about it before and but again he would he, i don't even he wouldn't have had toys that they would have thrown on either because he was really young
1: well i just mean but, like the, the idea of sitting in church and having somebody like stand up and be speaking to the congregation and have them be talking about anything remotely close to this subject matter would have just been insane like well, i feel like parents... if i were you i would have had long since said to them like what the hell was this about like why were well, we going to a church where they were talking about this nonsense yeah but the okay so you coward the
0: Nathan. thing is they they grew up in this church so this is just what they knew but then but my parents were, Nazis rebe- were just my following parents, orders my parents were always rebels though right Ooh, like what's that mean? They like so this is going to sound so funny but like um uh, the church that I grew up in and the first one we ever went to they didn't that that denomination didn't believe in wearing jewelry, right? So, um cuz they thought it was like vain or um it's so silly to even get into cuz it's like random scriptures and stuff but uh, um so, but then there was a big kind of like revolt, like in the church of younger people who wanted to wear wedding rings. Right? I was so about to say, I'm, big, sh- huge...
1: I'm sure they didn't have that issue. I'm sure they didn't have an issue with wedding rings, right? They did. But you're saying they, they did? Yeah. What? So no wedding rings. But then there was
0: a change, and the church decided it was okay to wear wedding rings. And then the church split. Right? And so on we, that like, issue. My par- yeah. So my parents stayed with the wedding ring church. <laughs> but that's not <laughs> the break off wedding ring faction yeah but the thing is like one thing that my dad ne- like my, uh, the church always taught like like everyone I knew like like they weren't people didn't watch TV they didn't watch movies they wouldn't go to movies they didn't you know listen to secular music or whatever but like my dad was like uh, no <laughs> I'm doing all that stuff <laughs> so like our family so I watched MTV you know I, I listened to tons of music we watched movies we went to the movies we watched tv all the time like that was a huge so so this moment in time of like you you got to throw away this stuff like that was such a short period of time i think it was just the hysteria that um like i think maybe a year later if i wanted would have wanted to buy those toys they would have bought them for me you know like i think it was just a, a quick moment in time like my parents stopped, never really fell in line with any of that stuff what, anyway. What so, toys
1: are you, like, do you remember what they He-Man were? He-Man toys. Just He-Man? One, that was the one they
0: threw away. Why? Um, he, because he didn't have a shirt on? he says, he says I am the savior of the universe. He does, you know, or I'm the master. I've of never the universe, seen. Whatever. I've never seen him. He, you know.
1: he says I have the power, doesn't he?
0: He says I have the power. Yeah, he's either a savior or the master of the universe or something. And that's like, oh, that's taking the place of God or whatever. You know, I don't know. There's
1: <laughs> this. There's this uh, toy and collectible convention that uh, apparently has been around for years. I'd never heard of it before until this year. And it's, I think it's always been in California and then they just moved, like, it's going to be in Columbus, Ohio now. So it was coming to town. So I took my nice. son, my son and I went to it just to be like, let's see what this is. Cause there was like billboards and stuff for it. It's called PowerCon. Okay. And cool. we went and I found out when uh, we were there that it's called PowerCon because like this isn't the only thing that's there, but it's like an official He Man like convention. Oh, okay. And so sure. a lot yeah. of the vendors, there were like vendors there that that's all they sold is like, Every He Man freaking thing you could see in it. And I, and like yeah. I said a second ago, I've, I've never seen He Man, never knew anything about it. It's just one of those things that I missed for whatever reason. But I now I'm inclined to like f- make you come back to Columbus when it's back here in a few months. And yeah, we're going to go like, and you're going to, I'm just going to treat you to like, I'm going to rebuy like, my any 10 <laughs> He Man. We're going to find all your lost He Man okay, so toys.
0: You're going to be paying out because I got to get Castle Skull. Okay.
1: Well, you know, make I your gotta list. Get make your list. The
0: He Man where. You you punch the stomach You punch the chest And the chest flips And it's like a dented chest It's this really cool toy Sounds Um, cool Sounds great Anyway, so like That was just a moment in time In our family But it didn't matter It still stuck with me Like I still just Thought about it Thought it was true Or whatever was true I didn't really like You know I, uh, I forget why we got into that piece But like um, well, okay, so this this is oh, one. I know what th- I was saying. Like when I ch- when I switch, like like yeah, like I thought up this stuff was true for for a very long time, and it, none of it happened to me. So I can't imagine what it would be like if it had happened to me. How long would I still be today? I mean, there are people who are still in jail today over false accusations. You know, yeah. From one the of
1: 80s. one of the <laughs> um, one of the stories I was reading about in the course of all of this was a f- um, a couple. Uh, I want to say their, I think their last name was, it was Keller. Yeah, Keller. And they were like, same kind of thing. I think they lived in Texas and they were accused of this same kind of thing as a married couple. And they ended up going to prison. I think they were sentenced to like 50 some years or something. And then they went to prison in the very early 90s and didn't get out until, like, 2013, 2014, something like that. So they were in jail for a long time. Yeah. And then it was, like, they were, like, released because they were, it was just the same kind of thing. It was just saying, like, whoops, sorry about that. It's just, it feels like um, it, this this whole thing feels like the kind of, like, logic or lack of logic that happens to people when they're in, like, big groups. Like, you ever see, like, a crowd of, like, people that are, like, celebrating a sports championship or something, and then they just, the group, like, Hive Mind takes over, and they start, like, trashing stuff and burning things and setting, and, like, nobody seems to be thinking logically or stopping and going, hey, should we consider that, like, there seems to be none of that. It feels like that whole vibe, what happens in a crowd like that, is what was happening with all these, like, cops, prosecutors, all this during this stuff in the 80s, because nobody was going wait this is crazy like this this can't all be true colin i'm from cleveland can you describe
0: what you mean when you say people <laughs> celebrating a sports championship
1: <laughs> you have to we have to watch them on tv if you're from cleveland but okay hey the Cavs won uh you yeah, but true. you lived in columbus so you've the four, seen ohio the state fans go nuts force. and set dumpsters on fire so it's that kind of thing it's just like it's almost like people are not able, for whatever reason, to access yeah, their hysteria. logical mind. It's crazy. It's hysteria. So, th- this is... The thing is, like,
0: this is still... um This kind of stuff is happening to people, but not from the angle, necessarily the same angle of satanic ritual abuse, right? But you've got stuff like the... um The five, the um, Central Park five Mm -hmm. uh, being accused of, you know, hurting this woman. And there's these prosecutors are like they they don't care about what they don't care about the evidence. They just know this is true. So how can we get this to work? Same with um, the making a murderer documentary. Now, I don't know, you know. I don't know what's true there at all, but the when you when you read it f- from the viewpoint of the documentarians, is that like these cops are like this is what they wanted to be true, right? So they made it true and in whatever yeah, they, they had
1: were. an end point, and, and they just figured out what's the route I have to take to get to that end point. I know where I'm headed.
0: It's it's what that guy says. There's a there's a guy there's a parent who in one of the in the movie who um, fakes that he has some kind of evidence. And they ask him, why did you fake this? And he says, have you ever heard of the term, the ends justify the means? So, like, the the whole premise is, it's like, it doesn't matter. This is a bad person. This is a person who did something. I, it doesn't matter if we have evidence or not, or if we even fake evidence, because I know they did it, and it's better to get them in jail than to, you know... Miss that chance and make and make a mistake, and then the guy's still out there. Right. Like that's what it is. That's what these cops are doing. Uh, you know uh, that that's uh, of course that's the putting it like, that that's giving them, charity. That's like being charitable, right? Like then there's just the level of like people who are just gross people, you know, and don't care about justice or whatever. They're just they fake stuff anyways. Yeah. But like the most charitable view of it is. Like I, I talked, I asked, I, I always, whenever I talk to, whenever I meet a person who's a police, like whoever's a, who's a cop, I always ask them, if 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 I feel comfortable, I always ask them, have you ever, let me ask you this. Let's say that you saw someone commit a crime and you saw them literally do it. You know, without a shadow of a doubt that they did it. And you arrest them, and in the course of arresting them, your partner does something to, um, does something bad, like beats them or does something. And it, you know that it would just jeopardize the case against this person who you know is guilty because you saw them do it. What, how would you write the report? Would you write the report honestly, knowing that this guy's going to get off, Or would you flub it to make sure that this guy could be caught still? Even though your partner did the wrong has thing, has the pers- and,
1: has the police officer walked away by this point? No. This is this is a long question. I don't know if I believe you. You actually ask guy that, and you've done that at least once or multiple times.
0: Uh, one time so far, because I've only met like one like that I felt comfortable with, and I I, I should have said every time I asked, but in my in my, my my whenever I get close enough, that is my intention is to always ask that, right? Okay. Um, because inevitably we'll get in those conversations because they know that I'm a Black Lives Matter supporter and things like that. So people always ask those questions. Usually I meet people like this at church or whatever. Not at my current church, but yeah. Um, but anyway, so like, and this guy that I talked to was like, "Yeah, I would probably flub the report because I know this guy did it." And I'm like, "Well, that's then that's being a bad a cop, officer. right? <laughs> yeah, then that's a coru- and, and like, that's, that's corruption. corruption. That's and I think there's all this that stuff is always happening, like." even in cases you know now now this is obviously a case where no one's guilty but like it's just like this stuff is just like no one that was normal, charged no like... one
1: that was charged with a crime was guilty how's that
0: yeah anyways so uh overall i loved this i'm biased because i love the the topic but like i don't know i thought this was an effective movie it won um plenty of awards um, which, you know, when movies like this, which are like prestige movies, like, you know, I, like if they win awards, I don't feel like, oh, this proves that they're good because usually a prestige movie will tend to win those things and they might not be fully qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they're well-deserved in this. You've got, they won Globe and globe for best miniseries. They won two, three Emmys uh one for television movie made for television movie supporting actress um and actually two people were two people from the movie were nominated for that same one and then also outstanding editing but i I don't know (laughs) i thought the editing was was a little so-so on this if you ask me it was strong (laughs) uh and then a director's guild award uh they won for outstanding achievement. Like, but this is like, I don't know. I, this is a definite hard recommend for me
1: for sure. Oh yeah. I, me too. Yeah. I, I really liked that. I mean, I feel weird saying I liked this cause it's, it's such a, it is a heavy like subject. And and obviously that's reflected probably in the fact that this is a pretty heavy episode of uh, this podcast. But um, <laughs> tried to keep it light. But yeah, Try it was it, it was definitely interesting. I thought it was really well written, well acted. Um, James Woods, we already talked about. Henry Thomas, we talked about. I thought Mercedes Mercedes Rule um, was really good as well as as the prosecute one of the uh, prosecuting attorneys. Plus, I just she, love her name. She uh, she's one of those people that has. A two uh, a two word name that's a complete sentence, and I love those. Mercedes Rule. It's like something that it, like a a kid would say. Mercedes she's Rule. The, and she's the mom in Big, right? No, uh, no. no, I don't think so. Hold on. Uh, the, no, she's Mrs. Not. Baskin. She's oh, yes, she Mrs. is. Baskin. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Actually, yeah, you're right. She is. Sorry. For some reason, I, you said that, and I was thinking of Elizabeth Perkins, and I'm like, Elizabeth Perkins isn't the mom. She's the Love interest. uh Oh, she was almost cast on Saturday Night Live. Instead, Denny Dillon
0: was chosen. This was the sixth season. I'm sure that was Denny one of the. Denny Dillon.
1: I'm a I, was, like, like I'm an SNL person, like a real like be, SNL history person. And if you said name every cast member you could think of, and I'll give you all the time in the world to do it, I don't think I ever would have come up with Denny Dillon. No, that that's like season six. Is that like the?
0: Non non Lauren Michaels
1: that's, years. That's the uh, the start of the yeah the uh, five year period where Lauren Michaels was gone. Yeah, Jean, I think so, Jean Dumois, 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 Dumois was like running the show at that point. Doesn't matter, but um, so sh- so she is like
0: great in this. In that I hated her so much. Yeah and I feel bad. Like if you, if you haven't seen the central park five, the new, um, series, watch it there. Um, the person who plays, um, they're called when they see us, I think it's what it's called when they see us. Yeah. The person who plays the attorney in that Felicity Huffman, another, like, um, just like, like it made me hate her as a person. Um, even more even more than the um, the
1: college fraud, the bribery scandals <laughs> <laughs> even more than um, <laughs>
0: but it's just like so effective. like any person who's like a process like prosecutors are like that's like one of the top one of the top five reasons why the justice system is so screwy.
1: Let's not I don't think we should Villainize all prosecutors It's kind of No painting no no Every single wash All of them are evil They all Are flushing kids Down toilets Into underground layers APAB Is what I say APAB A what
0: Nothing Let's go Okay
1: uh, um, so, But yeah Definitely uh, <laughs> a, a recommendation Of this one It's it's interesting And, and I am I like I like a good Court room uh, Drama also So oh. All day, every day. Yeah, do do you have any that you you're like? Oh, I love this um, film, Rainmaker. The Rainmaker, Matt uh, Matt Matt Damon. Matt Damon and Danny DeVito, and it's a that's a John Grisham joint, I believe. Um, Yeah, I love that movie. I've never seen that. Never seen it. It's good. It's worth. I'll sound like a basic bitch, but I I do love the uh, Night Court. Uh, Night Court, yes <laughs> How'd you know? How'd you know? No, uh, a did... few good men And a couple but of my f- only the revival Only the revival uh, oh, Only the new one Why did they yeah. make that? I don't know I, I heard is... it was okay I don't know I'm not looking out. I'm not trying to figure it out But it makes <laughs> me sad That Judge Harry's dead And they're yeah. just carrying on Without him My favorite like, magician My favorite magician No, no he <laughs> shut up <laughs> My favorite character That was on a few episodes Of Cheers In the early years Yeah um, Yeah I actually, didn't realize I don't think I even knew that Harry Anderson was dead until they brought back Night Court, but anyway, there you go. Um, yeah, it's a good one, so uh, check it out. And I'm sure Nathan's uh infatuation with the satanic panic, I'm sure this doesn't get it all out of his system. So at some point mm, in yeah. the future, I will try, dear listeners, to push it off into the uh, into the future a little bit so we're not doing another mm-hmm. one of these too soon, but. I'm sure we'll revisit this again with something else in the future, this whole topic. Yeah,
0: and forgive us, because I will probably say all the exact same stuff again. (laughs) That's all right. So, there you go. That's all right. Uh, Thank you, as we say at the end of... You say. Every... As you say. Podcast in Satan's name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In the name of our underground (laughs) layers of satanic (laughs) goblin worship, and uh, bye bye you are